an ex-Olympian charged with falsely obtaining $10 million in COVID-19 relief funds. And honestly, it's really disturbing how many situations like this have been basically exposed. Like, yo, what are you people doing, right? Why are you committing so much fraud? So let's get right into the story. A former Olympic speed skater lied on loan applications to fraudulently receive $10 million in coronavirus relief money, which she partly invested in a movie about a serial killer. Federal prosecutors said, I can imagine if you basically stole $10 million to make a film about a serial killer, partially. So Allison Marie Baver, who won the bronze medal as part of the Team USA's 3,000-meter women's relay team in Vancouver in 2010, was charged Wednesday with money laundering in eight counts of making a false statement to a bank, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Utah. Following her speed skating career, the Utah woman launched Allison Baver Entertainment, which bills itself as a purpose-driven film and television production company. Prosecutors said Baver submitted eight Paycheck Protection Program loan applications in April 2020, seeking $10 million for her entertainment firm. In each request, Baver said her average monthly payroll was as much as $4.7 million, but she actually had no payroll at all, court documents show. Like, here's the thing, right? I understand why someone would try to go through this process to try to get money if they're truly struggling. I completely understand that. Even though you should not rely on the government for, in quotes, free money, because it's never free money, right? Even though they say that is a forgivable loan, it's not really, right? You're basically going to get screwed over on that as well. But... Here's the thing, to just blatantly commit fraud at this scale is insane, okay? So Baver also indicated she employed between 143 people, but federal prosecutors claimed that was untrue as well, alleging her company did not actually have anyone on its payroll, right? Like, this is the thing that I'm talking about, like, it is so blatant with the fraud, right? It's not like, oh, you know, I had 10 employees, but like I applied that I had 20, right? Because that could potentially just have been like a mistake. But this is like, oh, I have 100 to 430 employees, but in reality, I got zero. (laughs) Like that's really bad. So the false statements led to Baver illegally obtaining $10 million in the coronavirus relief loans, of which she later transferred $150,000 to the production company behind 
No Man of God, a 2021 film starring actor Elijah Wood about serial killer Ted Bundy, KTSU reported. Baver made an uncredited appearance in the film, which was released in August according to the Internet Movie Database. So Baver 41 has not entered a plea, but is set to be arraigned in federal court on January 18th. She did not return a message seeking comment Thursday, KTSD reported, and Baver, who retired from skating in 2017, launched her company two years later, according to the Salt Lake Tribune, and nearly 51,000 businesses in the state got loans via the federal relief program. But... Her firm was one of just 41 that received $5 million or more, the newspaper reported. Baver told the newspaper last year her company had several projects in development and that each required a substantial number of employees, but declined to elaborate. Due to the need for large crews in close proximity, These types of productions have been particularly disrupted by the pandemic, and we recognize our responsibility to put these professionals back to work as soon as and as safely as possible, Baver told the newspaper in an email. We hope to set a good example as the entertainment industry gets back on its feet. And federal prosecutors went Baver to forfeit roughly $9.7 million of the ill-gotten funds. She also faces up to 40 years if convicted on all counts according to KTSU. Now, court records did not list an attorney for Baver, and a spokeswoman for No Man of God did not respond to a request for comment, NBC News reported Friday. So here's the thing. Addison Baver just basically potentially ruined the rest of her career, potentially her life, for $10 million. Now, feel free to give your thoughts as to would you be willing to commit fraud for $10 million in such a blatant, stupid way, right? Now, no one should ever commit fraud, period. End of story, right? But are you willing to risk your life for something like that, right? Like, this is the thing. Now, I understand why maybe an Olympian might be a little bit more tempted to do something so risky to get, like, a leg up because there's a lot of Olympians that use gear. There's a lot of people who are high-tier athletes that use performance-enhancing drugs to boost their capabilities, even though it may not be legal, depending on the drug. It may not be ethical, it might not even be moral, right? And yet they're willing to do that and willing to risk their lives by doing it just so that they could get to the top, potentially make more money and win, right? So I could see like mentality speaking, why someone like her, an an ex-Olympian, might be willing to do something like this just because she has that sort of mindset, right? But... There are ways to make money legally. You are literally an ex-Olympian. You could easily make a good living 
teaching people how to get to your level, right? You could have a business like that. You could maybe even make a film about being in the Olympics, right? What is it like to basically get like a bronze medal, right? Which, by the way, is not first place, so, you know, you're not really a winner. But this is the thing that you got to understand, too. It's like there's a lot of options out there. And there's no reason why you should go the illegal route to try to co like come ahead in finances, right? Because here's the thing. In the grand scheme of it all, right? Personal finance is personal. And depending on your expenses per year, you may not really need much money to really live a good life, right? Like if you keep your expenses low right? Let's say that your income per year is like 50k after taxes, right? Or 40k after taxes. But you only spend 20k per year to live whatever lifestyle you want, right? If you keep that ratio, if you keep like the ratio of basically, you know, only spending no more than 50% of your take home, you could live a pretty well-off life, right? Because after a certain point, what is more money really going to get you than just a new, shinier thing, right? Because you could still travel around the world for cheap, right? You could still visit multiple states for cheap, right? You could only buy so much food to eat, right? So after a certain point, how much more money is really going to affect your quality of life? Probably not much, right? This is why there is a study that was done long ago where like if people end up getting to about the 75000 to $100,000 per year after tax income, that their level of happiness and content with life is like at the peak And then after that point, it starts to slowly dip down, right? Meaning after you get that seventy-five dollars to $100,000 income range, it just starts to go down because then you just keep on wanting more and wanting more and wanting more. You end up basically not really being content with life anymore because you could already do the thing, basically anything you really want to do at like the seventy-five dollars to $100,000 income level. And it doesn't really change much after that because let me put it into perspective right to those that end up like listening to this or watching this let's say that you are driving a mustang gt right now right super fun rear wheel drive right maybe brand new depending on the you know the spec maybe forty thousand dollars Fifty thousand dollars, right? Depending on the spec. I mean, obviously, it could get higher, right? Or let's just say like twenty thousand. Let's just say twenty thousand because there is a spec around like twenty to thirty thousand. So let's just say twenty thousand for Mustang GT or a Mustang four point which is even more economical, right? So you have a twenty thousand dollar brand new car that goes super fast, right? But guess what? There's still speed limits, right? You still got to go 45 or 60 or 70, whatever it is in the speed limit thing, right? Okay, you increase your income 
So you just buy a brand new car above that. Let's say a Lamborghini, right? Oh, you know, that's cool. You just spent like, you know, 200 racks, $200,000 plus on a brand new Lamborghini. And guess what? Now you're sitting right next to that Mustang that you originally had at the stoplight, you know? Or you're driving on the highway right next to that Mustang going 70. Because if you go faster than that, guess what? You're going to get a ticket. If you go super fast and try to race someone, guess what? You're probably going to go to jail, potentially prison if you end up causing an accident. So you got to put things into perspective, right? Even though it would be cool to have that kind of stuff if you were to get to that income level, how much of a quality of life improvement does it really make? Right. This is why I don't really understand why someone would commit fraud to such an extent. Right. And think about it. She only put $150,000 into a film with the Lord of the Rings guy, Frodo, to do a movie about a serial killer. Like that was her big thing. Right. So why would you go for the $10 million mark, right? And not only that, like, she should have made some money from her sponsorships from being an Olympian to the point where she could fund a movie like that if she managed her money right. Because here's the thing. Regardless of how much money you end up making, if you don't know how to keep it or invest it, you're screwed either way right? This is why you could end up having someone who's making minimum wage be literally wealthier than someone who's like a doctor or a lawyer that is making six figures plus. Because the doctor and lawyer have a crazy amount of student loan debt, have probably a crazy massive mortgage because they believe that they deserve that house that they want to live in, and also a massive car loan payment every single month because they want a really nice car because, you know, they're a doctor or a lawyer. But they're spending more than they actually make per month, whereas the person making minimum wage, if they simply just keep their expenses low, right, low enough to where they could live and pay for all their living expenses, health insurance as well, life insurance, all that kind of stuff, right? And have a little bit of extra surplus, even just a couple hundred dollars more that they could put towards an S&P 500 index fund or save up for a down payment for a home. They're going to be wealthier than someone making six figures plus, right? So even if she were to end up getting this money legally, I highly doubt that she would actually end up keeping it because it seems like she's so bad with money that she resorted to something as stupid as committing massive financial fraud for a serial killer movie. Like, it's just so stupid, right? If you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 and this is crazy. Hey. This podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. 
and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.